Welcome to The Veteran Doctor. This podcast is for anyone interested to improving their knowledge on veteran-centric topics. Veterans have dedicated their lives to serving our country, so now it's our turn to serve them as they transition back into their civilian lives. We have discovered that there is a lack of knowledge on the availability of resources and how to properly navigate the systems available to veterans when they transition out of the military service. This podcast's purpose is to help bridge this gap of knowledge and guide veterans to resources that they so deserve. The Veteran Doctor is hosted by Dr. John Heinzelman, who has a master's degree in sports and performance psychology and a doctorate in psychology where he specializes in research. He is also a retired Army Airborne Infantry veteran with 22 years of service. So sit back, relax, and enjoy The Veteran Doctor. Good morning, veterans, family, and friends. Welcome back to the 10th episode of The Veteran Doctor. On this week's podcast, we will discuss the veterans' perception and social stigmas. We will also continue with our fun facts of UBI, useful bits of information, and veteran news. So stick around for some great stuff to come. So every veteran that transitions from military life into the civilian world has to deal with some sort of judgment during their reintegration. You know what I'm talking about. Society has a preconceived opinion about veterans based on 1% of the population's actions or the media. We are dangerous, uneducated, crazy, unstable. All these labels that continue to haunt generations of veterans. All of these labels couldn't be further from the truth. Here we are after more than 20 years of our nation's most recent and longest war as we continue to fight battles at home. The war against stigmas associated with what it means to be a veteran and the war inside ourselves. According to the Veteran Affairs, post 9-11 veterans seek care at the VA more than before. The VA data shows that from 2002 to 2009, one million troops left active duty in Iraq and Afghanistan becoming eligible for VA care. Of 46% of those soldiers who sought VA services, almost half were diagnosed with mental health conditions. The unfortunate fact is that there's many more veterans out there who have never sought care because the stigma is associated with our brain. As a veteran of the Army who has been diagnosed with both traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress disorder, I understand firsthand why veterans do not seek help. We don't want to be seen as helpless, soft, different, and we certainly don't want our families and friends and colleagues to lose confidence in us. Veterans deal with stigmas every day as they transition into their new civilian lives, whether it's through social judgment or from self-stigmas or negative perceptions. The gap continues to widen between military veterans' experiences and civilians' understanding. Recent research shows that over 70% of veterans feel that civilians do not understand the problems they face and over 70% of civilians report they do not understand the challenges veterans face. Also, research shows that fewer Americans have personal ties to the military and those who do not are less likely to offer support to families who do. 
These gaps in understanding can lead to military veterans feeling isolated from their civilian communities, which could interfere with their reintegration. Other studies have found that an anticipated stigma is a significant concern of military veterans. The term anticipated stigma refers to the concerns of being mistreated by others, being devalued, or discriminated against for holding a stigmatized attribute. In this case, for being associated with the military or identified as a military veteran. Research has shown that civilians vastly overestimate the percentage of veterans who are likely to experience PTSD, believing that over 50% suffer from it. Actual prevalence rates suggest that it's closer to 10 to 20%. This concerns the documented stigmas associated with PTSD, mainly that those with the disorder are violent and crazy. A recent research study shows that civilians feel towards military members using a measure of implicit bias. This term is referred to as negative bias without conscious awareness or knowledge affected by feelings, behaviors, and decision-making. It is precisely shaped over a lifetime through first-hand learned experiences and indirect messages from family, culture, and media exposure. This study recruited 48 undergraduate students to complete a measure of implicit bias against military veterans using the implicit association task test. Results indicated that civilians showed a mild negative bias towards veterans, which were not affected by any other influence like biological sex, political affiliation, or by the family history of the military service. It is essential to note that this study is the first of its kind, and it uses a tiny non-representative sample. However, it did provide evidence that stigmatization occurs implicitly. Stigmas and the fear of stigma are widespread among veterans with PTSD and both have damaging effects on a veteran's well-being and participation in their mental health treatments. The internalized stigma has harmful consequences of societal stigmas and has been associated with feelings of decreased hope, morale, self-esteem, personal motivation, and persistence in regards to illness management among uh, individuals with a wide range of mental illnesses. I encourage my fellow veterans, their friends, family members to educate themselves about veteran mental health and how it affects both self and the societal uh, perceptions of veteran stigmas. Know that through persistence, resourcefulness, and self-discipline, the same qualities taught in the military, we can change our brains physiologically and psychologically with and without a diagnosis of TBI and PTSD. Labels should not place limits on our brain's health, and they most certainly do not define our brain's potential. Mental health conditions are not signs of weakness and do not last a lifetime. They are treatable and can be overcome with persistence and perseverance. I am asking fellow veterans to commit to shattering the social stigmata associated with mental health conditions in veterans. I am encouraging all of you to gain a greater understanding of our, our greatest asset, the brain. This will allow us to reduce the stigma of TBI, PTSD, and the old-fashioned notion that our brain can't improve. We need to begin a new, more hopeful global conversation around veteran mental health, allowing us to honor our patriots today and in the future. We owe this to them and all they have done for our country.
All right, welcome back. We will now move on to our UBI portion of our program. Useless bits of information, or depending on your perspective, useful bits of information. And this week we will talk about the 10 things you didn't know about the Navy. The U.S. Navy celebrates its birthday on October 13th. In 1775, a naval force was established by the Continental Congress to aid in the conflict with the British. Number one, five cities claim the right to be considered the Navy's birthplace. Beverly, Massachusetts, Marblehead, Massachusetts, Philadelphia, Whitehall, New York, and Providence, Rhode Island. However, the Navy takes no position in its place of origin. Number two, all submariners are volunteers who have passed rigorous psychological and physical tests. Number three, Navy ships named for individuals are christened by the eldest living female descendant of that individual. Number four, Humphrey Bogart, Bob Barker, and MC Hammer all served in the Navy. Number five, Bill the Goat has been the Naval Academy's mascot since early 1900s. Legend has it that the Navy ship once had a goat for a pet, and on the way home the, to port, the goat died. So two ensigns were entrusted to have the goat stuffed, but got distracted by the Naval Academy football game. One of the ensigns allegedly dressed up in the goat skin and pranced around at halftime. The crowd loved it, and the Navy won the game. Number six, the first version of the Navy was dissolved following the Revolutionary War, but it was reconstituted to deal with piracy. Number seven, during World War II, the Navy produced six future presidents, Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Carter, Ford, and Bush Sr. And before the war, there have been no Naval veterans in the White House. Number eight, Cadets and midshipmen played the first Army-Navy football game November 29th in 1890 on the plane at West Point. Navy had been playing organized football since 1879 and defeated the newly established Army team 24-0. Number 9. The Blue Angels, the Navy's first exhibition team, was established in 1946 by Chief of Naval Operations Admiral Chester Nimitz to raise the public's interest in naval aviation and boost naval morale. Number 10, the Navy Marine Mammal Program trains bottlenose dolphins and the California sea lion to detect, locate, and mark the recovered objects in harbors, coastal areas, and at depths in the open sea. All right, that concludes our UBI portion of the program. Our next portion will be veteran news. This week's veteran news is the VA has passed the 1 million vaccine doses and 9,000 deaths in the fight against coronavirus, as reported by Leo Shane III. The Orlando VA Medical Center in Florida has administered more coronavirus vaccine doses in the last month and a half than any other Department of Medical Center, according to the VA officials. The vaccine doses included about 400,000 shots given to VA employees and 626,000 shots given to veterans 
at the highest risk of medical complications related to the virus, according to the information released by the department. Vaccines begin at VA medical facilities in mid-December, around the same time deaths among VA patients began to rapidly increase. As of Tuesday evening, at least 9,250 patients are being tracked by the department as of dying of complications related to the virus, which equates to 29 deaths a day over the last 11 months. Another 123 VA employees have also died from coronavirus-related issues. The active case totals and death counts have largely followed the national trends. More than 26 million Americans have contracted the virus over the course of the pandemic, one in every 13 citizens, and more than 440,000 have died from the virus-related complications. VA leaders have warned that it could take months before the department can fill the expected demand among VA patients and employees with over 7 million vaccines. All right, so this concludes our veteran news for this week, and we'll move on to our shout-outs. This section has reserved for recognizing new members of our podcast and partners or sponsors that support our podcast and everything we do. We couldn't continue this podcast without the support of our members and supporters, so thank you. And there's no new members or supporters this week. We would really enjoy it if you could become a member or a supporter so please look into it by clicking on the tab on our website thanks again do you want to be part of something bigger do you want to help veterans have you thought about helping the veteran doctor As you may already know, the focus of The Veteran Doctor is to improve your knowledge on veteran-centric topics. The research and information dissemination process can be daunting with the maintenance of literature, books, websites, blogs, podcast episodes, and other administrative necessities. This ultimately takes time, resources, and marketing to reach and support veterans, as well as their very diverse needs. We are so excited about the process of podcasting and the potential impact it can have on the veteran population to keep going and improve this podcast, we would tremendously be grateful to anyone who can support us in our expansion and growth. We are looking to enhance this podcast quality and would find it more manageable with a bit of support. So if you think you're receiving a few dollars a month worth of entertainment, we would greatly appreciate you investing in The Veteran Doctor. We offer different rewards for different pledge obligations. So please see what may fit your budget. Once again, we appreciate your support. And from all the veterans out there who benefit from this podcast, I'm sure they appreciate your support too. Every program must establish a goal and milestones to determine what is going to be done with the funding. The first goal we're going to reach is a monthly pledge of $500 collectively. The milestones are, number one, help pay for ongoing production costs, hosting fees for websites, blogs, and podcasts. Number two, help purchase rewards for patron supporters. Number three, offset marketing costs for websites, blogs, and podcasts. And number four, help buy new equipment and technology to improve podcast sound and quality. There are different rewards for each monthly donation amounts. The donation amounts range from $1 to $50 a month. The rewards include one or more of the following items listed depending on the level of monthly donation. Some examples of the rewards may consist of number one, a thank you on the show or website. Number two, a thank you email. Number three, early access to new episodes. Number four, show swag, t-shirts, bumper stickers, lapel pins, and a pen. Number five, 
A patron can read a short message on the show. Number six, call in as a special guest. And number seven, a patron can determine a show topic. So if you think you're receiving a few dollars worth of uh, entertainment, come on down and support the veteran doctor. As veterans, we have a lot of questions when it comes to transitioning out of the military. Or are you already out of the military and having trouble reintegrating? Are you having issues finding veteran resources? Or do you just want to learn more about veterans? Well, the Veterans Resource and Transition Guide may just be the solution for your issues. This book is available on Amazon.com and is in both ebook or paperback. It is a book written to help veterans with research, knowledge, and resources with their transition back into civilian life and beyond. Our society's current problem demonstrates that many veterans, as they transition out of the military, do not have the knowledge, training, or resources to reintegrate back into society properly. They do not know where to go, what to do, and do not even have a sufficient plan to survive. The purpose of this guide is to provide a one-stop and quick reference source of research, knowledge, and resources for veterans to easily reference to give veterans a better understanding of the dynamics of veteran issues, educate veterans on the process of transitioning out of the military, what to do once they get out, develop a plan, and provide resources to help make life a little easier during and after that transitional experience. Additional information has been added for our survivors' benefits for surviving widows, and a military 101 class to help educate the civilian workforce on military culture and lifestyle. The guide's additional intent is to make it a living document by taking input from readers and providers on information and resources, providing an annual update to veterans on the ever-changing and developing process of transitioning and resources. This guide will provide resources of knowledge to veterans, helping guide them through their transitional journey. So grab yourself a copy today and get those resources you so deserve. Do you want to learn more about me? Maybe you uh, want to learn more about my new book or future books. What about our new veteran blog? Do you want to learn more about the veteran doctor? Well, my website may be your solution. My author website is up and is available for viewing at www.johneheinzelman.com. That's J-O-H-N-E-H-E-I-N-T-Z-E-L-M-A-N.com. This site will provide you with the latest and greatest information on me, my latest literary works, future works, my veteran blog, and this podcast, Veteran Doctor. A unique feature available on the website is the Veteran Blog. The Veteran Blog provides veterans with the latest up-to-date information on veteran-specific topics that affect everyday life, whether challenging or life-enhancing. The purpose of this site is to keep veterans informed and help improve knowledge quicker and on-demand. Subscriptions are available in monthly, weekly, and unlimited access depending on the veteran's informational requirements. The feature of this site 
will include special features, video, classes, depending on the subscriber access level. Please check it out and try our seven-day free trial. So as this week's episode comes to a close, we hope you enjoyed the information you gained on The Veteran Doctor. Remember, we welcome feedback on this podcast to help improve our quality and content. Or if you have any new ideas, please send them to info at johneheintzelman.com. That's J-O-H-N-E-H-E-I-N-T-Z-E-L-M-A-N.com. I hope you come back and visit us on our next episode. So until next time, take care. Be safe and enjoy your week. Have a good one.